Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. Today, I am honored and grateful to be recording this episode on the traditional, unceded, and ancestral territories of the Tecumlips Tishikwetmuk people. At the start of 2022, I set an intention. I do this every year over the winter break to help me stay aligned to my values and my goals. This year, my intention is well-being. Now, like many of you, 2021 was not kind to my health, both mental and physical. There was so much going on with the pandemic and all of the constant changes and adjustments. And then, of course, those of us living in BC, especially, experienced extreme weather and destruction in three of our four seasons. It was exhausting just getting through each day and week. And unlike other tough years, 2021 seemed to lack an important ingredient, hope. Now, 2022 has started off a little ugly with Omicron and, of course, all this convoy craziness that most of us were not able to turn off. But despite that, it does seem to be a bit more hopeful and optimistic. At least that's the attitude my well-being intention is focused on. Now, I know it's only been two months of 2022 and living my well-being intention, but I'm proud to say putting my focus on my own wellness has highlighted a very important strategy for success. And although it's pretty multifaceted, I've been able to boil it down to one word. And that's what I want to share with you today. And this one word is not what you think or what I thought when I first set my intention. If you want to learn more and hear a bit of vulnerability from your HR mentor, buckle up and let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Okay, if you've been following me for a while, you know that last year my intention was focus. It was a really important shift for me to really focus on activities and work that aligned with my values and to see how much more I could accomplish when I did this. It was a daily and weekly effort, of course, to remind myself that my work and fun time leisure should be targeted to my values and goals. I created an amazing decision-making process that helped me decide if I should take on something new. And it did help most of the time. I even created a shareable template that you yourself can download and get instant access to when you join the HR Mentor Fan Club. You can find the link in the show notes for information and how to sign up for that fan club membership. Now, this decision-making tool is fabulous, and I'm still using it. But what I realized early this year is that just having the process was not 100% foolproof. What this decision-making process led me to was really this one word that I thought was going to save me from burnout, stress, and overburdening myself. And that word, you might have guessed it, was no. No is a beautiful word. Some people say it's a complete sentence. 
And I believe learning to use it regularly can help protect your peace and your sanity. But what I discovered over these past few months through a lot of reflection, downtime, and some help from a good therapist is that just getting to know isn't actually enough. And that is because of two other emotions that often wreak havoc on me and likely many of you, and they are shame and fear. So let me share a quick story with you to illustrate how these emotions affect my well-being. Late last year, I was asked to participate in a hiring committee at the university I work at. Not something that I normally participate in, but the nature of the position was such that it made sense given my professional background and passion for the area of work. It was also a really good opportunity for me to work with a variety of people that I normally wouldn't have the chance to. The downside is it would have taken up a significant amount of my time. Now, because of that, my initial reaction was to say no, but to be thoughtful about it, I took the time to ask a few questions. Then I ran it through my decision-making process. After that, it was abundantly clear that I already had a full, and to be honest, over full dance card of commitments and goals to accomplish. And it wasn't really aligned with any of my goals for the year. So no, no was going to be my answer, obviously. Until the nasty duo of shame and fear came knocking on my door. Fear showed up first. What if this is a great opportunity and I miss out? What if this affects how I'm viewed by others in the organization and it affects future opportunities? What if it affects my tenure application? What if I never get asked again? Then fear's really ugly cousin, shame, made its appearance. What if I disappoint the person who recommended me? What if I make them look bad by saying no after I was recommended? What if I'm letting my department down? What if I say yes and I can't get other things done and I let other people down? Seriously, how can somebody feel shame for both yes and no responses, right? And what I was really asking underneath all these questions was, what if I wasn't good enough unless I was continually serving other people's needs? Does any of this resonate with you? This might be normal for some of us, but it's definitely not okay. I had made my decision to say no based on evidence and thoughtful, rational decision-making process. So why was I flip-flopping all over the place? Well, this is where the well-being aspect comes in. But before I get to that, a little primer on my use of the word shame, because that might be something that's popping up for you. At first, I labeled the emotion I was feeling as guilt. But then I remembered the work of the brilliant Brene Brown, and I realized that what was going on in my mind wasn't really guilt, but rather feelings of shame. In her book, Daring Greatly, Brene explains the difference between shame and guilt. She says, shame is a focus on self. Guilt is a focus on behavior. Shame is, I am bad. Guilt is, I did something bad. Now, how many of you, if you did something that was harmful to me, would be willing to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake? Guilt says, I'm sorry, 
I made a mistake. Shame says, I'm sorry, I am a mistake. And this really hit home for me because when I really tapped into why I was feeling these emotions over what should be a simple decision, I realized that this was actually shame, not guilt that I was feeling. I know consciously that saying no to a request to participate in something outside of my role was optional, and it certainly didn't fit into the realm of wrong behavior. In fact, the person who recommended me even said to me, there's no obligation to say yes. So what the heck was I ruminating about? After thinking about the differences between shame and guilt, I realized that these emotions were coming from a feeling of not being enough. And if anything is going to rob you of your well-being, it's that. So how did I uphold my no in this scenario? And yes, I did say no in the end. Well, I tapped into the antidote to shame, which according to Brene is empathy empathy for myself, and some recognition of all the amazing things I had done and was in the middle of delivering on. One of the most powerful techniques that I learned from my counselor, and something I recommend you try when you're doubting yourself and your worth, is to make a list of all the things you have accomplished in the last 12 months. This is also a really great exercise if you're looking for a job or a promotion or are about to prepare your resume or get ready for interviews, but that's a completely different topic and episode. Look, my family and friends tell me all the time, you do so much, how do you do it? But I don't really think it's anything that wonderful or exceptional. I really don't. In my mind, everyone is busy and working hard. So seeing that for myself from somewhat of an objective perspective was really helpful for me. What I did was I sat down with a journal and my favorite pen, and I just started writing a list of everything I had accomplished in the last 12 months, at work, at home, in the realm of personal development, in my own business, and for my family. And I just kept writing until I ran out of things to write. It was shocking to see in the end that I had filled three pages of accomplishments. Now, not all of them were award-winning actions or anything. In fact, I don't think any of them were. But it certainly challenged the limiting belief that I was not already enough or doing enough for other people. And it led me to really have empathy for myself when I felt a bit of dread at being asked to do one more thing outside my regular role. Yes, Well-being is about developing a healthy routine, getting enough rest, meditating, seeking outside guidance and support, and of course, say no to things that don't serve you or align with your values and goals. But none of that is going to matter if you're feeling shameful or fearful for doing them and for taking the time you need for yourself. So learning empathy towards you and your experience is pretty critical. So how do you show yourself empathy? Well, I'm no expert in this, but I do have a little bit of practice. So one of the first things I recommend is to really embrace that you are a feeling human being with emotions, reactions, and perspectives. You can embrace this by simply accepting that whatever you're feeling in the moment is okay. And it has to be because that's what's happening. 
So instead of telling yourself you shouldn't feel that way or you're wrong for feeling that way or that no one else is feeling this way, approach your emotions with a bit of curiosity. Why am I so annoyed, upset, or ornery about this? What is this emotion telling me? For me, it's often telling me that I have a values conflict or that I'm really overwhelmed. Then if I'm feeling a negative emotion, I ask myself, what would feel better to me? Often the answer is to say no, maybe avoid someone or something, or ask for help. And if that's where you land, do that. Say no, don't engage with the person, or ask for some help. Another really helpful strategy for situations where you're doubting your self-worth is to pretend you are your very, very best friend and give them some advice on the situation. Think about this. Would you ever tell your best friend to just suck it up and do whatever it is you're being asked to do? Would you tell your best friend their feelings don't matter? Would you tell your best friend that they're not worth well-being or rest or fun or anything else you're avoiding that makes you feel great? Of course you wouldn't. So why do you tell yourself that? Look, you work hard and you make a valuable contribution to your workplace and the people in your life. I know you do or you wouldn't have listened this far. I also know that you deserve to live a full, balanced and well life. I do too. We all do. So the next time you feel your well-being slipping away from you because you're sacrificing it to appear good and worthy to others or to live up to unrealistic expectations or standards, remember the one word that is essential to your well-being, empathy, and serve yourself up a healthy dose of it with a little whipped cream and a cherry on top. Because you know what? You're totally worth it. If you enjoyed this episode or any other, consider sharing your love with a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. And if you haven't already subscribed, be sure to click that button wherever you're listening. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you're serious about building your HR career and you want to support the HR mentor, consider getting a membership. The HR Mentor Fan Club is a virtual space where you can get access to special bonus episodes of the podcast, resources, and free downloads, as well as a chance to access special discounts on future programs. If you join today, you'll get instant access to my decision-making tool to help you say no to activities that aren't aligned with your values and goals and so much more. In March, we'll be adding a special episode of the HR Mentor, where we teach you how to approach some of the toughest interview questions you might face. If you don't want to miss out on that, make sure you get a membership today. You can find the link in the show notes for this episode at www.thehrmentor.podbean.com, as well as a link to related episodes and the sign-up page for the Fan Club membership site. As always, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your time is greatly appreciated. I know how precious it is. I know how precious it is. Take care of you and your well-being. Bye for now.